January 21, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
ending of the painted job. It's a jolly day, the news is spreading all around the hall. Red Riding Hood and Buster Brown, and John Ben Jack jumped into town. From far and near, they're coming here. Church bells ringing, bringing all the little dollies from the follies with their painted cheeks. Well, mom and all been fussing around for weeks and weeks. Shoe the blues, no time to lose. Rice and shoes will spread the news. It's a holiday today, the wedding of a little painted doll. Here come the bridesmaids, look at them in their places, look at their fancy laces. Look at them smile, all their sorrows away. Here comes the bride now, look at the little beauty, look at the little cutie. Look at the little doll, it's her wedding day. Here's a preacher man, he'll look, and he's got his little black book. He is sure he knows his stuff Cause he's done it off and I love Here comes the bridegroom Ready for the service Just a little nervous Now the preacher says You're married Tuesday It's a holiday Today's the wedding of the painted dog It's a jolly day, the news is spreading all around the hall. Red Riding Hood and Buster Brown, the jump and jack jump into town. From far and near, they're coming here. Church bells ringing, bringing all the little dollies from the volleys with their painted cheeks. Watch the Pedro show. Happy Thursday. Uh, started off the show with John Coltrane doing My Shining Hour. And then we had Peter Stamfel with Swangin'. And Brother Matt, you know, because we're in quite in quarantino mode, he's still at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point. But I'm not totally man alone because of those genius software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention. I got Mr. Peter Stamfel with me. Welcome aboard, Peter. I thank you. Glad to be here. Right. And you're talking to me from uh, New York City? Yes. What part? Oh, we're actually, I'm in Soho. Soho, so, so Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan. You know, like we, we, uh, my wife and I moved in in 78, which is why we can afford to be here. Yeah. <laughs> True that. <laughs> so, Peter, let's go yeah. way back. I mean, you've been doing music a long time. It's such a huge honor for me to get to talk with you. But can what is your earliest musical recollection? Um, well, actually, 
um, when I was about two years old, I uh, sang to my mommy while I sat on the potty. <laughs> <laughs> and you remember that, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I sang, in fact, um, one of the songs I sang was the 1911 song of the 100 songs, Put Your Arms Around Me, Honey, Hold Me Tight. Right, right. Which is... Uh, which has a, a weird uh, uh, incestuous vibe to it. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but you know, yeah, life is complicated. Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was this? Where did you grow up? Milwaukee. Ah, home of Liberace. Home of Liberace, and um, well, actually, Liberace's from West Allis, which is a um, encapsulated. West Ellis is surrounded by Milwaukee, actually. Um, it's uh, still autonomous, strangely. And uh, Hildegard, I think, is from there as well, as well as um, Billy Mitchell, the um, one of the founders of the uh, United States Air Force. He's the... Billy um, Mitchell, right, right. He was court-martialed for saying uh, battleships are over. The bombers are going to beat them. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yes, Okay, I got some memory left a little bit. So in Milwaukee, in the house that you grew up, was there musical instruments, Peter? No, none. Uh, I actually, um, I got a violin uh, when I was 10 years old from the people next door, an old couple that gave me a violin from their attic. And, um, and um, back then, they sent people around to all the kids' houses um, in about third grade with a book of instruments saying, which one would you want to learn to play? And they would uh, give you lessons. This is like uh, <laughs> public education in, 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 in the old days. And uh, I was um, sick with some childhood disease, uh, either measles, mumps, or chicken pox. And uh, I was hallucinating because I was delirious. And I've been thinking about either the trumpet or the violin. Because um, saber dance was a big hit back then, and I love saber dance on the radio. That was a trumpet. But um, when the guy brought the book in front of me with the pictures, the violin had more, uh, <laughs> more intense um, old rainbow hallucinations coming from it than anything else. So obviously, my, my choice was clear. But the teacher, the goddamn teacher, this, this evil bastard like there were like 15 10 year old kids in the class right and after two lessons he arranges everybody in three rows and people kept traipsing through that room for some reason i have no idea why and he would explain every time someone came through that the last row are geniuses they are geniuses he's waving his hands and the next row is less expensive there they're, they're all right. They're, they're learning. And then, but the first row, and they start slapping his point. Failures! They are failures! <laughs> I mean, what an asshole. I mean, can you imagine doing this like 10 year old kid? Yeah, I'm, I was going to say traumatic experience. Yeah, and like I begged and pleaded to quit taking lessons, which they finally let me do. I mean, it was it was just. I won't go into any more details, but like uh, it, it was like the world was trying to make me hate music. Like like in, 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 we'd have to sing these songs in, in, in class, like in, 
Bonnie, Betsy, Blue Eyed, Molly, Molly, come and join the April Folly Folly. And, <laughs> all these, you know, and, and like embarrassing, embarrassing songs. And I would try to mouth them. And you're not singing, you're just mouthing the word. You gotta actually like forcing us to sing these stupid, stupid songs. <laughs> there are some good songs too. Like, like I, I, I didn't like, I, I liked, I liked Skippy the Frog. And that was a good one, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> Um, anyway, it, it, it was in, in so many ways, it was like the world was conspiring to make me hate music, but, but, but I triumphed. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the problem was the teacher. And I found this, you know, I've had a lot of guests on the show, and it seems teachers can really make or break the musical experience. Oh, teachers can make or break any experience. Any experience. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, Peter, how did you get on banjo? Uh, I used to hate banjo. I thought banjos were stupid. <laughs> and then um, I first heard a banjo, but I didn't know it was a banjo. And um, the Weavers, Chena, 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 oh, yeah. was the flip, the flip side of um, Goodnight Irene. And I, uh, the song really knocked me out when I heard on the radio. This is, what is this? What is this? It's great. And I didn't realize that, that that was a five string banjo there. But then I was going to be one of the first kids in the family, the first kid to go to college. My, my background's lower middle class. Yeah. And um, after the second month of college, I discovered Bohemia and folk music. And uh, I was, um, and I heard Pete Seeger oh, and yeah. Bluebirds at the same time. And I heard, I became aware of the five-string banjo, and the first time I heard it, I realized that uh, I had to play that. I mean, it, like, I didn't think about it. I just, I just like, knew it. It was very weird. And being a procrastinator, I didn't really start taking lessons until 1958. I first heard banjo in October of 56. So that was when I first heard banjo. And where did you buy your first banjo? Banjo. Um, I bought it in Milwaukee. It was a uh, aluminum body um, Vega, which someone put uh, Scruggs bags on, which is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I took it to, um, this is in 58. I went to San Francisco in May. I had a 46 Ford coupe that, 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 I, that, that was customized. It was like, um, you know, decked and shaved and um, uh, metallic blue paint. I didn't do it. I bought it from the guy that did. And I drove to San Francisco and made to see what this beat stuff was all about. And um, my thought was um, I couldn't stay there because it would be like going to Paris in 1925. It would be cliche, right? Right. And I was like, I was 19 years old and didn't want to do anything that was cliche, right? <laughs> what a jerk. Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 went to, I went to actually, I ended up in Compton, California, of course. Compton, down in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandmother lived there. And uh, I stayed with my grandma in Compton. Um, I would go to Los Angeles on the uh, light rail, found a music store that was headed by the guy that was the weird instrument wrangler for Spike Jones, I was I was like, can I can I touch the hem of your garment, sir? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a crazy I, I, band, Spike Jones. Oh man, I, I revere revered 
uh, past tense and present tense, Spike Jones, absolutely one of my big heroes. Anyway, there was a sign on, on the board, a banjo lessons. I found a banjo teacher there, and he took me to this guy named Herman the Hermit, um, who was Father Herman Stone, the father of Clippy Stone. Clippy Stone was a second or third tier Western swing band leader out there. And Herman, his father, learned to play banjo from his father, who learned to play banjo from his father, who learned to play banjo from the slaves on his plantation. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, this is like, we're talking like like really <laughs> unbroken circle. And yeah, here. absolutely. And he had about 100 banjos, and he just had a heart attack. 100 banjos? Yeah! <laughs> so he, he, he was selling them, so... Oh, okay, uh, okay. He sold, he sold me this this uh, Paramount Model C, which is the one he actually played himself, for $150. Now, th this is your second banjo. Did you bring the one from Milwaukee out west? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That, that was that was the one that really... And anyway, um, it was 150 bucks, which is what I paid for my customized Ford. So I sold the Ford, bought the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> No, why not? <laughs> yeah, the circle so now, broken. Now you have two banjos at this time, and you're taking lessons from them? I'm taking lessons from this guy, yeah, yeah. And I was a very slow learner. I, you know, like I, I, I'm a slow learner, but I persevere, which is more, which is like the best thing you can do as a person trying to do anything is to persevere. Absolutely. That, that's sage advice, Peter. I want to play a uh, wedding of the painted doll. Oh, cool. It's a holiday. Today's a wedding of the painted doll. It's a jolly day, the news is spreading all around the hall. Red Riding Hood and Buster Brown, and Jump and Jack jump into town. From far and near, they're coming here. Church bells ringing, bringing all the little dollies from the Follies with their painted cheeks. Well, Mom and Dog been fussing around for weeks and weeks. Shoe the blues, no time to lose. Rice and shoes will spread the news. It's a holiday, today's the wedding of the little painted doll. Here come the bridesmaids, look at them in their places, look at their fancy laces. Look at them smile All their sorrows away Here comes the bride now Look at the little beauty Look at the little cutie Look at the little doll It's her wedding day Here's a preacher man He'll look And he's got his little black book he is sure he knows his stuff. 
lost in the shuffle
For Pedro Show, that's Peter Stamfel starting off that chunk of music with Wedding of the Painted Doll. Then we had Model Home, brand new album, Plan Against. Kay Salida after that with uh, Petra Hayden and her brother Paul Avoiding. Uh, Biscuit Mouth from England with a very pleasant knife. Foodie from Osaka, Japan. All You Can Eat, Brahms Prendon. Uh, same area, Model Homes from D.C., Atmosphere, Fantasia on a Theme by Vaughn Williams from Nielsen, The Leyden Jars, Farfisa Line, and then finally, Peter Stample with Ray Vaughn. Peter, what was uh-huh. the first gig that first you gig did you, with your banjo? I'm sorry, say that again. What was the first gig you first did with your banjo? Uh, it was a... Um, oh. At the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, there was a um, um, a foreign students club, and um, one of the people that introduced me to Bohemia. There was a, a couple, Karen and Bernie, and uh, uh, Rob Hunter. Not not the Rob Hunter from the Grateful Dead. Uh, they were the three bohos that I met, and. Um, Bernie played classical and flamenco guitar, and um, he is—he was going to play for this uh, international college group, and asked me to play banjo, which I'd just been doing for a short time. I could just—I could just do it some sloppy instrumentals, and after I did, immediately all these—all these girls came up, and I thought. My God, this is amazing! Like I, I, I never had a bunch of girls come up before. <laughs> and when I started playing banjo, my my life totally changed. It was like 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 a flip was was like a flip was switched. Very good. <laughs> and um, my life started to be basically good, as opposed to. Kind of crappy in a lot of ways. So that gig, that that gig was a success. Uh, yeah, like like the first thing I said was, uh, "I'm the comic relief," and everyone went after him and broke the ice. <laughs> now, you were alone, right? It was a man alone, a command performance. When did, did you start playing with other people? 
um, I started playing with other people. Um, yeah, well, I started playing with, 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 with my friend Rob, who taught me how to play. And um, when I got to New York, um, there were all kinds of people to play with there. Right. And right. That's, when, that's when I really started playing, playing with people a lot. And I would, in short order, we formed a band, the uh, uh, McGrundy's Old Timey Wool Thumpers. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> and what was the first gig like of that? Oh, my God. It was at a Jewish girl's home for bad girls. Okay. <laughs> like, there was a mental hospital called Hillside where um, Jewish parents would send their delinquent girls. Uh, and uh, when they... Um, had been in Hillside long enough, they were moved to a halfway house in Brooklyn. And uh, th- th- these were, these are, needless to say, these are some cool girls. And uh, like one of them actually, at the age of 19, um, screwed Dave and Ronk in a coffin. <laughs> we're, we're talking hip girls, right? Well, where I was mean, the they, coffin? They had Little Richard records and and Flatten Scruggs records, you know, hip girls. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah. The, the, the the there was a matron, there was a, a woman in charge, and she was and, and, and these girls hired like like lined it up so that um we could uh, play for the parents' night. All the parents came. It was like parents come to see their bad girls' night, you know. So we were the entertainment, you know, the, the very very first paying gig. So we had this thing worked out where we'd always moved on City Ramblers song, we did Dallas Rag, and we had this bit, there's like a, a little part where there's a three a three beat pause. Yeah. yeah. Like first time it's a little banjo thing, second time it's a little, you know, mandolin thing. And the third time it's like 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 three empty beats and we worked it out so that like we had markers on for our feet and like on the first beat I would duck down us in the middle with a mandolin. And then on the second beat, the banjo player on the right was swung the banjo and knocked a corn cob pipe out of the mouth of the guitar player, right? And then on, on the fourth beat, we'd, I'd pop up, we start playing, and that was like, like you know, so we're playing, and and and, and um, like I said, oh, I gotta say that wolf wolf thumping was a euphemism for copulation. Okay. 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 And this girl back there, Will Hoppers, Will Hoppers, this girl kept on going. And anyway, so like I ducked down, the, the banjo swings, the pipe flies to the air, and, and, and the matron, the matron of the whole place was like hating us. She was looking at us with this like, like looks that could like, 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 right. this rage filled. And the pipe flies to the air and she hits her smack in the forehead. <laughs> And everyone gasps. And the guy on my right and left, they, they both fall on the floor convulsively laughing. And I'm, I'm you know, the show must go on. So I, 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 I'm like chewing on my tongue to keep from laughing until blood is coming out of my mouth. And I'm kicking these guys. The, <laughs> and, and they managed to like, like, like get up. Anyway, that, that was my... I, I realize that you know, like I've 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 discovered my destiny. Yeah, 
I mean, this guy was smoking a corn cob pipe on stage while he was playing. No, he wasn't smoking. It was it was a prop. Oh, it was a prop. Okay, okay. Like, okay. like, like an empty unlit pipe. And he was like, you know, like like you know, hit the pipe. You know, like like on the on the beat. You know, we 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 hadn't even considered like like then what'll happen. You know. Yeah. the end of the first hour of the January 21st, 2021 edition. Why Peter Show? Special guest, Peter Stanfield. Hold tight for hour two. January 21, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. When life seems full of clouds and rain, nah. Full of numbness and pain Who soothes my thumping, bumping brain? Nobody When winter comes And snow and sleet and Me with hunger and cold feet Who says, here's 25 cents Go on, get something to eat, why don't you? Nobody
more than a stone's throw, less than a light year. You were already half long gone. I was standing right about here. Now you've come back around. But a chasm has opened in the earth. Our old favorite place was swallowed up. I don't know what anything is worth. I wrote you a letter on a leaf blowing in the wind. You took your hammer and chisel and carved a reply in stone. You took a bass drum mallet to a pile of violins. While I played pizzicato on a slide trombone. You put the script in the shredder and the poet in his grave. Even the silver tongue devils at a loss for words. Trying to keep my eye on a single pair of wings in the swirling center of a flock of birds. I took the phone to the thirteenth floor. I tried to call in sick, but a voice on the line. The boss was dead. Later, I was told of his dying words. It seems he whispered your name as he lay on his deathbed. Now I look over my shoulder while I'm bouncing off the walls, sleeping on the ceiling and falling up the stairs. At all the places where our paths used to cross, they put up signs saying "closed for repairs." I've shivered and sweated and cried in the midnight hour. I've seen the sunrise lonely, seen it go down lonely too. I used to pray to forget you, then pray for your return. Now that we're face to face, I don't know who from who. But I see you're getting that far away look in your teeth. But you can put away your maps and your traveler's guide. There's nowhere left to go. We gotta go from here. So let's just stay put and wait around for the next landslide. For the next
But in my reverie, I can see that this love was meant for me. Only a poor fool, never schooled in a whirlpool. A romance can be so cruel as you are to me. My dreams are as worthless as ten to me. Without you, life would never begin to be. So love me as I love you in my reverie. Make my dreams a reality. Let's dispense with formality. Come to me in my reverie. Our love is a dream, but in my reverie, I can see that this love was meant to be. Only a poor fool, never schooled in a whirlpool of romance, could be so cruel as you are to me. My my dreams are as worthless as tin to me. Without you. Life would never begin to be. So love me as I love you in my reverie. Make my dreams a reality. Let's dispense with formality. Come to me in our reverie. For Pedro show, we started the second hour off. Peter Stanfield doing nobody. Then we had Sam Bennett from Tokyo doing back around. Scott H. Burham, drunk like me. Jerome Parker Wells from St. Louis with Shard. Say it was soul from Dr. Herman Green. Out of Memphis. We lost Dr. Green last November. Beautiful man. And finally, my reverie by Peter Stanfield. Great song. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Tell, tell me about this project, Peter. 101 songs? 100, 100. Oh, oh just 100, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the idea in 02, 2002, um, when I was um, under the influence of weed. And uh, I suddenly thought, uh, hey, what if I recorded a song for every year of the 20th century? Um, and I thought, I like that idea. And um, 
<laughs> so 18 years later, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, 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 it was like um, um. There's a number of reasons it took so long, but um, I won't even. I don't know. I don't know whether they're even relevant. But um, I hooked up with Mark Bingham, one of my closest friends, who I had previously done a couple of albums with, and um, he's a an absolutely genius. A producer, engineer, composer, guitar player, um, true Renaissance, amazing guy. Um, who I'd, I, I met him in '75. Actually, I met him, but didn't meet him. In <laughs> was that me? <laughs> oh, you didn't know you met him earlier, right? In, in 1968, he was an 18-year-old intern for Electra Records. And the Holy Model Rounders were recording the uh, Moray Eels album. And he, at 18, had sent Electra uh, a tape of, of music he had composed and recorded. And so they had him come out and be an intern. So he was the guy, he was this kid sitting with the microphones, and I was totally stoned on speed and kind of oblivious and um, didn't notice him. Uh, but then we actually met. Um, seven years later, in 1975, and have been um, close friends ever since. So without Mark, this never would have happened. Mark, like, wrote her up, like, he, he produced, he arranged, he recorded, he, you know, did all the heavy lifting. Right. Mark Bingham. So you, you met him. He was actually an assistant for a session at Holy Road Modal Rounders. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I'm curious about the process of writing the tunes. What did you look through a history book? I mean, you wanted to do one for every year, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of the songs I I knew, and and they were kind of like automatic, like long ago and far away. Absolutely, no question. It had to be 1944, and um, um, nobody from 06. I mean, that was like like a given. Um. And uh, um, Ragtime Cowboy Joe from, from 1912, like, it starts out out in, out in Arizona where the bad men are. And back then, like, all the bad men in the West actually uh, ended up in Arizona because it, it was the most, um, it was still a territory. Right. And so that's actually where all the, all the bad men were in Arizona. <laughs> anyway, um, and along comes Mary, had to be 1966. You know, Water of the Sunset had to be 1967. So a lot of them were kind of like, um, you know, like no-brainers, as they say. And uh, then I started doing research uh, to get specific songs for, like, like cause a lot of songs. Uh, um, I didn't know what year they were, you know. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And, and uh, the the, um, the hard part was 80s and 90s. Uh, I had about half the songs from the 80s and 90s picked up from like stuff I heard on the radio, like um, uh, like like uh, swinging, um, and um, uh, you take me up, and the way um, were uh, ones that I you know. Had heard it new, um, but uh, I had a lot of gaps in the eighties and nineties because that's when I 
stop listening to pop radio a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I want to play oh. one here. My heart stood still. Oh, isn't that a great song? I love it. I took one look at you. That's all I meant to do. And then my heart stood still. My feet could step and walk. My lips could move and talk. And yet my heart stood still. Though not a single word was spoken, I could tell you knew that unfelt clasp of hands told me so well you knew. I never lived at all until the thrill of that moment when my heart stood still though not a single word was spoken I could tell you knew that unfelt clasp of hands told me so well you knew I never lived at all Until the thrill of that moment When my heart stood still son is a zookeeper in Boise, the Boise Zoo, Boise, Idaho. He just came back from Kenya. A lot of the guys who went on that trip with him were zookeepers too. They went uh, to a place where the apes were. I gave him extra money. It's a special place. So he went there and I gave him money for two days in case it rained. Well, the first day, he was there that night, an ape came walking right straight up to him, touched him on the shoulder, and walked away. The guy said to him, she wants to have sex, and you don't play around with those gorillas. They're more than 300 pounds. He was so surprised, and all the zookeepers were laughing at him. See, she wanted sex. She picked him out from the whole group. He's got quite a job.
for the silver lining whenever a cloud appears in the blue remember somewhere the sun is shining and so the right thing to do is make it shine for you a heart full of joy and gladness will always banish sadness and strife so always look for the silver line I need Try to find the sunny side of life. Look for the silver lining. Whenever a cloud appears in the blue, remember somewhere. The sun is shining So the right thing To do Is make it shine For you A heart full Of joy and gladness Will always banish Sadness And strife So always look for the silver lining. Try to find the sunny side of life. And try to find the sunny side of life. Watt for Pedro show started that, that chunk of music with Peter Stamfel with My Heart Stood Still. Then we had David Greenberger and Paul Seabart Tomorrow Sound doing The Chosen One. Uh, Sam Lock Ward with In the Quiet Men with Believe. Beckoning from A Snowball's Chance in Hell. Botanist with Mandrake Legion, Mandragora Five. It's the Sleep Party People. The edit of Evening Has an End. I had to do an edit, people, because they put a fucking three, four-minute gap in the middle. So I thought people thought I went off the air, so I, I did a little, a little edit. And then finally, Peter Stamfel, Look for the Silver Lining. What made you pick that one, Peter? Oh, I, I adore that song. I love it. Um, um, Hildegard was the person who sang it. Uh, who's from Milwaukee as well, West Ellis, I believe. And um, she had a radio program on the 50s, in the 40s, rather, and that was her theme song. And she used to sing it, you know, like um, every, that, that was her theme song. And um, I didn't realize it was a um, Jerome Kern song. Like, I think about it, six of the 100 songs are Jerome Kern songs. Oh, wow. And, well, he was a great songwriter. And, you know, the, there's such an opt optimism to that song. Maybe that's why she used it for a theme song. 
I think that's okay. And and, 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 and and it's so I mean like like it, it it is so heartbreakingly depicted there. I mean uh, I mean considering the uh <laughs> considering how hard the world world could be. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, 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 those old um, you know early twentieth century, you know, like um, you know, like um Sunny bright songs, you know, sunny disposition, you know that one, sure, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, that's, that's of course kind of a silly optimistic song, but like, yeah. Um, anyway, why did I pick it? Uh, well, oh, my point is that um, I, I, I picked all these drum current songs, and most of them I didn't realize it was a drum current song. Okay, you only knew the song, you didn't know the writer. Right, right. Oh, that's him. Oh, my God. You know. Well, there must be something about what he does that you like. Well, I I believe that he, my personal take is that he kickstarted the Great American Songbook uh, with, um, um, they didn't believe me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's been described as the first jazz-influenced pop composition ever. Oh, wow. And it was a real, I mean, like the song could have been written. Um, did, did you see the, uh, did you have a chance to look at the, my overview for the 20th century? Yes, I did. Yeah. Like I mentioned what I call the time slide, by which I mean, I got a song. And most songs are, of course, obviously from their period. Um, but some songs could have been written uh, well, like, for instance, um, they didn't believe me, could have been written in the 20s or even up to 1930. Yeah, um, I, I know, know what you mean. They're, they're transcendent. They're not stuck in a topical kind of... Well, I mean, structurally speaking, uh, because of their construction, you know, like some songs are kind of like very period-specific, like they go oh, yeah. only, you know, well, like like my, my most extreme time slide example was, um, you know, the lemon twigs? Sure. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're these kids in their 20s from Long Island, and um, their songs, many of them sound very, uh, well, them, actually, a little aside here, um, I've been listening to a lot of, I, I finally started listening to Spotify, uh, you know, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, so-called indie music, and I find that um, um, contemporary indie bands have some uh, things in common. One, uh, a lot of um, multi-voice, beautiful, beautiful har- harmony and background vocals. Um, and also um, a lot of um, indie bands sound kind of like um, late period Beach Boys slash Fleetwood Mac. Um, and the Lemon Twigs specifically, a lot of their songs sound like they could have been written in 1969. And of course, they're contemporary. So like, I mean, like that, that, that's the, the, the longest slide that I've found so far. Well, that, um, you know, that, that's one of the great things about music, really, Peter. It, it, can, it can transcend 
time and situation. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, January 21, 2021 edition. Walk Pedro Show special guest, Peter Stanfield. Old type for hour three. January 21, 2021. It's the third hour of the Lot from Pedro Show. <laughs>
Well, I'm broke than broke, and it's all up in smoke. I got zero. Gambled and beat, no shoes on my feet. I ain't no hero. My luck is all lost at a horrible cost, and I'm down, held the ground, and viewed as unsound. And I gotta say, I'm the happiest man in the world. When you ain't got nothing, they ain't got nothing they can take away. Got all the time in the world to check out this gorgeous state. Ain't got no cell phone, bill collectors leave me alone. Ain't got no unaffordable mortgage, I'm no unaffordable home. And I gotta say, I'm the happiest man in the world. Well, look at my friends, they are all like jewels, I'm rich. Some people get power, they act like fools, I never switch. Sitting on a park bench, loving the sun, ain't got a nickel, but it sure is fun. And I gotta say, I'm the heaviest man in the world. Well, I went to the ATM when I woke, almost choked when it spoke, said you are broke. Financially depleted, your money is deleted like your hairline, it has receded. It continued to speak, it said it's bleak, your troubles are big, but it offered a solution, a bit of restitution. This ATM was a machine with the means, spilling the beans to pay for my dreams. I said, you're giving me chills, spit out the bills. I need a tower of gold, the contents of the king's bill fold. I need the treasure in a pirate's hold. I need cash, hard and cold. I'm insatiable from what I've been told. I need the profits of a corporation sold. And if I can be so bold with Wall Street stole and enough dough to buy rolls and hand-tailored clothes and mansions and islands that I have chose, and I don't want to die, I want my body to be froze. Security that'll never doze. Live sculpture in a perpetual pose. I want to be bathed in velvet from my head to my toes. I want my teeth, Captain Gold. So when the light goes out, my head it closed. No sooner had I spoken that that ATM spit out a bus token. Said, here's the situation. You'll be taking public transportation. I was incredulous. This is an insult off the charts. I said, what do I look like? Cinderella at the Walmart? I felt like a clown as I drove through the town and the bus in the back. Thought I had riches, but I didn't have jack. I in the street, trying to comprehend my defeat. And who did I spy with my little eye? But Sheena, with a new life complete. See, she had done time for a serious crime, but after her incarceration, she had given her life a new interpretation by ringing the bell for the salvation of souls. And when they hear the bell toll, they know they are in receipt of a place to eat and a place to warm their feet. I said, look at my friend Sheena. Ain't she an angel, righteously sweet? Her life could have been for naught. Her resurrection was hard fought. And here comes Bobby. He's off the pipe. He should have been dead, we all thought. He was up to his neck. He was a wreck. But he kept it in check with a sense of humor. He had us laughing at his antics, even through a tumor. And I hope he hangs on to his health. Because roaring and his glorious stories adds to my wealth. And there's Jennifer. She's working, clerking. She's also on the pole. 
Got the young boys jerking. Now that's no judgment berserking. Homelessness was lurking. She got a special needs child, so she does it all with a smile. Bordering on smirking. I think it's safe to say I had an epiphany that day. Look at all my friends, barely employed, maintaining their integrity, not null and void, inspirational, conversational. These are the things that I've enjoyed. I've seen beggars with the stature of kings. I've seen homeless sharing as if they had wings and other things like patience on death's door, smiling more, not knowing what's in store. I saw it with clarity, charity, and it humbled me galore. And I went back to that ATM again and requested an encore because sometimes you got to open up your eyes and see what life is truly for. And that ATM didn't gloat, said, oh, you ain't really broke. You're rich as a king. You just ain't got no money. That's the thing. All the more stuff you got, the more stuff you got, it'll break. Put down that cell phone. Talk to me face to face. Well, I'm checking out people, loving the ways. Ain't been broker in all of my days. And I gotta say, I'm the happiest man in the world. And I gotta say, I'm the happiest man in the world. And I gotta say, I'm the happiest man in the world.
Laura's birth was human, but a horse was in her mind. She couldn't be a girl too well, a horse was more her kind. You'd find her in the paddock at any time at all. And so they finally moved her in and put her in a stall. She had a friendly stable boy and lots of things to eat. And sometimes lumps of sugar as a special Sunday treat. But the questions of the neighbors made her parents feel ashamed. There was fighting in the family and everyone got blamed. Everybody needs a dream, not many get to live one. Dreams are seldom what they seem, so how much credence should you give one? So they found a fancy doctor, they paid a fancy fee, and Laura nearly died from her enforced humanity. But another doctor saw her, he soon had it arranged to move her to a stable where her parents never came. And there she lives quite happily, the stable fills her day. She dreams about her coldwood while munching on her hay. But sometimes in her daydreams, there's a green unending road, and a silver cowboy rider, and a saddle made of gold. Everybody needs a dream, not many get to live one. Dreams are seldom what they seem, so how much credence should you give one? Watt for Pedro Show, we started off the third hour with Long Ago and Far Away. Peter Stamfel, probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written, right, Peter? Absolutely, absolutely. Then we had Hamill on trial with Happiest Man in the World, Parallel Pyres, Highway Molem, and Laura the Horse. <laughs> From Peter Stamp. What made you choose Laura the Horse? Uh, well, um, for one thing, um, I needed songs from, um, I guess, the 80s and 90s. And I've been thinking about, um, I've considered uh, putting one of uh, my songs in there cause, <laughs> because I can. <laughs> that's right. That's right, because you can. And uh, also, that's, that, that's, it's a phenomenally brilliant song. It's absolutely like, like a, uh, the words are by my, ex-partner, um, collaborator, Lover Antonia, um, who um, uh, we lived together for about 16 years and uh, did lots of music together. And um, I really felt that um, she definitely belonged to the 20th century. Right, right. Yeah. But, Peter, but, did you ever have the dilemma that you had two songs in the same year and you had to choose one? Um, well, um, 
Did I mention an example? No, but I'm wondering, it's my curious mind, I'm wondering, did you ever have kind of a dilemma like, wow, I got two songs from 1932 I really like, but I can only have one. Um, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't give you a specific, a specific example, but, um, uh, well, like, uh, actually, from, uh, I can't, um, um, Chili peppers. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Flea's an old friend of mine. Okay. You know, us bass players, yeah. So, well, they're not completely naked. They would wear a sock over their dicks. I, I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about, what about the songs before you were born? Well, um, I remember... Um, songs from my childhood, you know. And like I say, when I was two years old, I was singing to my mommy on the potty. I would sing American Patrol, uh, a march that some patriotic words are put to. <laughs> we must, um, my voice is kind of screwed right now. Um, we must be vigilant. We must be diligent. American Patrol. We've got to for the army, let that be our goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lose the night, and um, I'd sing the Marines hymn from the Hall of Montezuma. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, the war was on, you know. Sure, sure, um, sure. And um, anyway, um, I would hear songs on the radio, and um, I didn't realize that a lot of them were actually older songs. Like, um, um, right now I'm singing... Garden in the Rain, you know, that one with just sure. Garden in the Rain. Yeah, amazingly beautiful song. And um, I thought it was contemporary when I heard it in the 40s, but actually it was, it's from the 20s. So I heard all these, you know, Great American Songbook and pre-Great American Songbook songs, um, you know, as a child. And um, I, I remembered them, you know. I mean, I even... I remember jingles, you know, like I wrote on all the jingles I remember, and there's like 50 or 60 of them, you know. Whoa. I've recorded a bunch, which um, I want to release someday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I heard these songs, remembered them, and then in 1970, um, there's these two main fake books that... Um, were the first fake books. They each had a thousand songs, and they were like three songs per page, so they didn't have the intros, but they were used by um, like piano bar guys. Sure, there'd sure. Be a, yeah, there'd be a request until he turned like, yeah, I can play that. Like, here we go, you know, page 49, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, so me and Antonia um, went through both these books, 2,000 songs total, looking at the songs that we liked as children, 
And in every case, it was a damn good song. I mean, like, like I gotta say that my taste, my, my musical taste, I was born with impeccable musical taste. <laughs> I want to play concrete and clay. Oh, yeah. You to me, as sweet as roses in the morning. You to me, as soft as summer in the dawn. In love we shared, that's something rare. The sidewalks and the streets, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to crumble. But love will never die because we'll see the mountains crumble before we say goodbye. My love and I shall be in love eternally. That's the way, that's the way it's meant to be all around. I see the purple shades of evening and on the ground The shadows fall and once again you're in my arms So tenderly The sidewalks and the streets The concrete and the clay Beneath my feet begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains crumble Before we say goodbye My love and I Shall be in love eternally That's the way The way it's meant to be The sidewalks and the streets The concrete and the clay Beneath my feet begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains crumble Before we say goodbye My love and I shall be in love eternally That's the way That's the way it's meant to be That's the way That's the way it's meant to be That's the way way it's meant to be that's the way the way it's meant to be
gonna come home? When are you going to land? Should've stayed on the phone. I should've listened to my old man. You know you can't hold me forever. I didn't sign up with you. I'm not a present for your friends to open his boys to be young to be singing the blues. Show last music for this edition Concrete and Clay, Peter Stanfield. This is the first of the uh, stuff of his Big Hunter song collection that came from uh, overseas, from uh, England, U UK. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, main theme, the slow shred facsimile version from Thrust Guitar Extra. That's Brother Phil up in Mammoth. COVID Defiance from Xenochronic uh, AMM All-Stars with Wad on bass. Dawn of the Double, part three of four, Emmett Kelly and Jim White. And finally, Peter Stanfield doing Elton Wan's song, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Uh, great song. Yeah. yeah. I guess Bertie Toppin wrote the words. Uh, yeah, because... Yeah. Now that that's probably from the seventies, right? Uh seventy two. Seventy two, okay. Okay. Seventy two. That was another that, that was another automatic song. Like I knew that that one had to be, you know, the seventy two song. 
Oh, um, you you know Taylor Mac, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did a similar but much more ambitious project. He did actually a song from every year from like um, I think 1781, <laughs> and um, actually. When it came to the 20th century, he used his own compositions for the, for the 21st century. But um, um, there's actually four songs that we both chose. Um, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, um, A Sweet Mystery of Life from 1910, which is another one that I was, was an automatic one that I knew I was going to do. Uh, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Um, <laughs> early 20s, and uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from 1972. Okay. I'm forever blowing bubbles. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah. So when does this record come out, Peter? Um, Tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a five-CD five set with an 88-page booklet that has all the liner notes, all the individual song notes, and online only okay. Um, okay. is my overview of the 20th century, um, okay. which I'm hoping to make interactive, as well as the uh, like the notes that are in the booklet will be online as well. And I'm trying to set it up so that people can make comments, you know, sure. because I'm inspired by threads. Um, threads are a new literary form, you know. Sure. Um, sure. And um, do you know who is the? Of course, you know because you read the notes. But I found out that um, um, I wanted to find out like like where Threads started, and I my guess was with the Well, you know, the first um, online interactive group. Right. The Well. Yeah, in, in 1985, and I didn't realize that the well was like co-invented by a Stuart Brand, the Holder's catalog guy. So the Stuart Brand is actually the co-father of the thread, wow. which is wow. which is so cool. Yeah, that is <laughs> trippy. So is that, you say you got a website for this? Um, yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be online, and, 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 and like I'm, I'm, I'm I asked. Um, I'm asking the record company whether the um, online uh, notes and overview could be um, freely available, like um, the album set with the booklet and the five CDs uh, is retailing for $60, streaming only is $40, and I'm asking the company whether the um, online only uh, notes and overview could be um, a freebie, which yeah. I feel would be kind of like, um, oh, you know, a good promotional item, as well as the fact that I would like, um, you know, uh, I'm hoping for um, um, a large degree of um, audience participation. I discovered when I started, I went on Facebook in 2010, and one of my first discoveries, which made me love Facebook, despite all its flaws, I know about all its flaws, was I would mention a song, and then people would make comments about the song, which I didn't know, which were really interesting. Like I, I mentioned, um, um, 
But, 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 uh, what did I mention? I mentioned um, Chantilly Lace by the Big Bopper. Chantilly and, Lace, um, yeah. Yeah, somebody pointed out that, that um, um, honk, 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 um, the country singer George, George, um, you know, the guy that did White Lightning, um, what the hell is his name? George Jones, is it? George Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I'll get I, over I, I, you when the grass grows over me. The the grand tour. Uh, yeah, a lot of classic songs he wrote. Yeah, like like I didn't realize that that um the big bobber, I think his name was Richardson, I think. Uh he wrote for Lightning. He actually oh, no. wrote George George Jones' first hit. And like someone mentioned on a thread that George Jones was one of the background singers for uh, Running Bear, which the Big Bopper wrote also. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. yeah. Example, Another big of, uh, hit of his was He Stopped Loving Her Today. Pardon? George Jones had a huge hit with He Stopped Loving Her Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really sad song. What a voice. Yeah. I mean, I'm... He got arrested. He got arrested on a lawnmower for drunk driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a big, 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 big booze problem. <laughs> a little bit. Have, like, like in, in, in his latter days, um, the guitar player would he he couldn't remember the words. Like the guitar player would be next to him, and he would, uh, would be whispering the words to all the songs he was here so he could sing them. Baracho. Peter, it's been a big honor to have you on the show. Man, I can't wait till the record comes out and people start listening and talking about it. So, But I don't know the uh, uh, website, uh, so people just use the search engines and look for Peter Stamfel. Uh, well, uh, Louisiana Red Hot Records. Look for Louisiana Red Hot Records. Okay. And that 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 that's that's the place. Okay. Go to the okay, so we'll go look there. And like like you said, let's get some threads going. Let's get some yeah. threads going. Thank you so much for being on the show, Peter. Truly an honor. Beautiful. Oh, great talking to you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, people. It's been January twenty first, twenty twenty one edition. Wap for Peter. Show. Keep your powder dry.